my Pokemon buddies! How's things going in your Pokemon adventure? Have you started yet, or are you, like so many who are listening to this podcast, living vicariously through me? Me, being Ben Rosenthal of Hack the Dino. Hello, yes, welcome back. I'm here to talk more about my journey through Pokemon Shield, and it has been a fantastic journey so far. Now, for those of you who are jumping on the second episode, okay fine, whatever. Uh, I am doing a diary of my journey through Pokemon Shield and the Galar region. So you'll be able to sit there and listen along with all your ear holes and listen about how I'm going walking through this strange new magnificent, magnificent, magnificent world and learning how to speak like a real human. But before that, I'll just get the pluggables out the way. If you like this sort of thing, please feel free to subscribe to Hack the Dino. The Critical Path is our YouTube show and also a podcast where we talk about all things video games with a uh, sort of a nonsense, non-serious type of way of looking at it. And I don't talk like this normally. Uh, while you're there, you might also want to check out some of our other videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, that YouTube channel is youtube.com backslash hackthedino. Likewise, you might want to head over to Twitch, where my co-host Dan McGuinness uh, streams... Oh, I was going to say Twitch's games. He does that. But he also streams games live uh, once or twice a week and uh, joins in with a chat. Uh, I should also mention that when we do film The Critical Path, we do it live so you can join in and talk with us on the show. And finally, you may want to, depending on if you like how badly I am at talking, want to subscribe to our podcast, which you can do wherever you're listening to this right now, whether that's on SoundCloud or whether that's on... Where else are we? Spotify, iTunes, all the other places where noises come out and you have a dang old good time listening. But uh, before we continue, there's nothing else. We're just going to continue. Alright, so where we finished last time, I was at uh, Professor Magnolia's place, learning how to Dynamax. Uh, so I got that, I fought Hop, I think I went through that. Yes, I did. Uh, so I got the Wishing Stars, which got turned into a Dynamax bracelet, which means I can now Dynamax in battle, in certain circumstances, I, I assume. Uh, my team at this point of time is Grookey, uh, Rookety, Yamper, uh, I've got a Meowth and a Nicket. Um, so yeah, I defeated uh, Hop and then I decided I was going to do some more catching uh, and some more grinding. I mentioned last episode, one thing I like to do in these Pokemon games in the early stages is grind a lot and try and get to my uh, second form of my starter Pokemon, which is usually around level 15, level 16, level 17, traditionally. Um, I just like to have that upper hand, depending on who I'm facing. Uh, yeah, there's no harm with the uh, experience share as well, it makes it nice and easy to level up. So I started off hunting and I managed to get myself a Galarian Zigazoon, uh, called him Gene, like I'm sure every other person on the planet will do. Uh, I mentioned last episode I saw that really awesome turtle Pokemon Tootle. Uh, I was very, very happy, in fact I may have even yelped out loud when I saw one in the wild, so I managed to get a Tootle. Um, then also the Y menu popped up, which is, I think, all your internet connectivity uh, options. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go a surprise trade. Now the interesting thing about the surprise trade is it stays visible on the bottom lower left of your HUD um, on your screen. 
uh, and it sort of went like that and uh, kept on searching while I was playing. Uh, and then, as we, I'll talk about towards the end, uh, it actually went through a trade as soon as uh, Japan went online, I think. Because uh, all these uh, Japanese characters popped up uh, in, in my list of people wanting to trade, and uh, someone did a random trade. What I got, I'll uh, save to the end of the show, because that's when it came up. Anyway, after you've uh, done a little bit of grinding, you head back to the station where Hop is waiting for you, and he gives you a TM machine. He gives you Swift. Um, what I do like, and I didn't mention this last show, uh, last episode either, is whenever you get an item like a Swift, like a TM, or, or a Berry, or anything like that, you get a little uh, description of what that item does in the bottom of the screen, and I really, really like that. You don't have to go into your... Um, bag anymore and see what each thing does. It just pops up, lets you know what you're what you're up against. Well, not what you're up against, what it can be used when you're up against something, whether that be depleting health or a big bad trainer person. Uh, but another really, really cool small little thing which just adds to the quality of life of the game. So yeah, I got Swift. Didn't use it on a Pokemon because I never really do. Uh, then he mentioned that he got a special Pokemon. Didn't say what it is. Just that it was special. Yeah, so I wanted it. So I spent, I think, about 45 minutes to an hour just grinding on Route 1 and Route 2 trying to find these Pokemon. Uh, I ended up getting a Lotad, a Purloin, a Wooloo, a Grubbin, and I finally figured out how to use the uh, Fishing Rod, which is you find a, a dark patch in the water that has bubbles coming out of it and you just press the A button and your character will throw the rod into the water and catch something. Usually it's a magic carp. So of course I grabbed a magic carp because every single playthrough of every single Pokemon game I've had, I've had a magic carp in the early stages of the game so I can train him up and I can have a big old Gyarados to eat people's faces with because Gyarados rules. Uh, I called my magic carp Kaiju because that's what I call all my Gyarados uh, with every single game. Uh, and I've got to say, I, I fished a few out and kept the best one. Um, it appears that it's a tank, which I don't think goes really well for Gyarados. I don't think he's known for being a tank, but he's got huge HP and huge special defense and special attack. So I've decided to keep him just to see how it goes. Usually I use my uh, Gyarados as a stab um, and come in and, and mainly power him up with Dragon-type moves or Dark-type moves, like Bite or Crunch, Gyarados is really, really great at. So, bit of a different technique from what I usually play. Be interesting to see how it goes, whether I use him or whether I trash him pretty quickly. Uh, so, I uh, after I ground for a bit and got all those Pokémon, I went to the train station, and just before Hop and I were about to jump on board the old choo-choo-choo-ree... Chim Chimini? Yeah, sure. Uh, the mums came up and asked us, uh, would we like some camping gear? Because that's what you give your 11-year-old, camping gear. So I grabbed that and then wondered where my dad was. Because you never see a dad in these games. You never see a father figure in these games. Uh, apart from Sun and Moon, where um, the antagonist dads was ripped through a wormhole and then made a little park for your Pokemon to play in and was quite content there. But apart from that, you don't see dads. So dads don't exist in the Pokemon universe. Um, so we're on the train, 
Uh, the train stops because there's Wooloos on the tracks. And we hop out because we're about to go to the wild area. Yes, that much fabled huge expansive area where wild Pokemon of any type of level roam free and you can catch them and encounter them and get your butt handed to you by some higher level Pokemon, which I did. I'll talk about that in a second. But first we jumped off the train and Sonya was there uh, and she gave us something. What did she give us? She gave us a Pokemon box link. Um, you know what though? I'm not really liking Sonya. I, I don't, don't really feel an affinity with her. She seems very resentful, unlike me, who I'm just a Rosenthal. Yep, sorry. <coughs> anyway, yeah, she seems a bit off. She seems a bit nasty, I want to say, even though she hasn't done anything nasty. It's just my, uh, I guess, my, my preconceived idea, maybe. But I, I'm getting some bad vibes from this character, so I'm just noting it now, because if it comes into play, I just want to say I told you so down the line. If not, we'll pretend I never said this. In fact, I'll probably go back, edit it, and uh, make sure I look like a thousand bucks. Same's fair? Sweet. So, with that, we entered the wild area. Now, different areas of the wild area have different weather uh, types. So, the first part I went into was a raining area. And there was a big old onyx sitting there. And I thought, you know what? I want an onyx. So, I started walking towards him and I picked up a note off the ground automatically. So, I'm assuming it's a, you don't have much say in it. You have to pick it up. And it explains that uh, if you do see a big uh, Pokemon... The further you go into the park, the bigger the Pokemon will become and the harder they'll be to defeat. Um, if you can't run, you should throw a Poke doll at them, which a, a hippie person at the station gave you five of uh, previously. And yeah, you, you should uh, you should be careful who you pick on. Now I'm like, I'll pick on who I like. Onyx. Oh, <laughs> an Onyx, please. Onyx! Onyx, Onyx kicked my ass. I, I got out of there as soon as I could. He got my Grookey and just squeezed that little grass monkey boy so hard he, he went to sleep. Uh, fortunately, at the top of the wild area, you've got just a random NPC who restores the health of all your Pokemon. So that was fun. Decided to go back in and came across a raid. A raid for a Caterpie. Now, I don't know if this Caterpie will evolve into the Butterfree who can Gigantamax and look like Mothra because I really want that Butterfree for whatever reason. Again, one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, so I did the raid with Caterpie. I had the ability to Dynamax on the very first move, which I did. Uh, Caterpie being a bug Pokemon and Grookey being grass, it wasn't the best combination. But with the random NPCs they gave me, uh, who were <laughs> a little bit OP, um, I managed to take down the Caterpie and catch him. Now the three shake Pokemon ball thing that makes everyone nervous uh, is a little bit more nerve-wracking because they've slightly changed the timing of the ball shake. And uh, yeah, well, long story short, I was nervous, but I got the Caterpie. I had pretty okay stats. Uh, I was at level 20. Um, when I caught it, so that was pretty cool. It looks phenomenal. Like uh, For those of you who don't listen to the show, I'm a big fan of Ultraman and Kaiju and Godzilla, so seeing big monsters fight is fantastic. So seeing big Pokemon fight, even though they don't really get into it, um, it was really, really cool. One thing I did notice in the next uh, raid that I did was the weather stats, but I'll get into that in a second. So while I was in the wild area, I managed to get a Bunnaby, a Pancham, 
a Cherubi, a Stuffil, uh, and then after I caught them, I, I think I realized, you know what, I, I don't think I'll catch anymore. Purely because these were all old Pokemon. These are Pokemon we've seen from previous generations. So I didn't really feel like catching them at this time. Don't get me wrong, I will be going back. Like, I'm going to complete the decks in this game, without a question of a doubt. Uh, but at this point in time, it, you know, after grinding for about 45 minutes in the first map area on Route 1 and Route 2, I decided I just wanted to go and explore the game. So I did a little bit more exploring in the wild area. Uh, found some uh, loose items. Uh, came up against another raid. Uh, this one was against Togepi, which was pretty cool. Uh, until I, I looked at the NPCs who came in with me, uh, and one of them bought a magic car. Yeah, great. However, <laughs> that magic car knew hydro pump, so I wasn't that uh, that upset. Um, now the weather seems to grow in effect, or at least the dust storm uh, grew in effect while we were battling. And what I mean is that it became stronger as it went on, and it, it dealt more damage as, as it went on. So that was a bit strange, because usually that sort of stuff doesn't happen um, in a normal battle. So I just want to know, or, or I guess I'm wondering if that's sort of normal for these battles? If you have a, a weather-changing environment, will it just boost uh, the, the status effects with each and every turn? Anyway, this battle wasn't hard at all. I managed to catch the, uh, the Togepi at the end. Uh, went out, uh, shook a tree that had some berries on it, and a Cherubi fell down. So you've got Pokemon hiding in trees now as well. And I think it's sort of a gamble because you shake down sort of like two berries, then six berries, then eight berries, and if you keep on shaking, eventually a Pokemon comes down. Once you've battled that Pokemon and defeated it or caught it, um, you lose a majority of those berries because it says other Pokemon come out and grab them. So I think it's a risk-reward type thing. You can either take all the berries or go until you get the Pokemon. So I caught the uh, Cherubi. At this time, my Grookey evolved at level 16. Now, I have not seen any of the evolutions of the Pokemon um, after their first uh, first stage, the starter Pokemon that is. So I was very, very excited. One thing I did notice is the evolution cutscene went super quick. Like usually it, it goes for 30, 45 seconds. This one I reckon it was done in about 15. Um, so Cherubi, uh, not Cherubi, sorry I'm looking at the wrong word in my notes. Grookey evolved into Thawaki. That's a cool name. Um, he's a little drummer boy, he's got two sticks instead of one, and he just uses them like battens and just boom, 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 and smacks the crap out of people's uh, noggins. He, he's great. I really like him. He, he's a cool dude, he's a bit gold, um, and he, he's got the right attitude of just wanting to hit people with sticks. That's a Pokemon I can get behind. Uh, then, something bad happened. Something awful, something that made me want to almost pick up my switch and just throw it out the nearest window hoping it'll fall into a trash bin. That's right ladies and gentlemen, a wild Vanillite appeared. Vanillite is a rubbish Pokemon. It is trash. Not as bad as Trubbish, but it's a freaking floating ice block. It is useless, it is pathetic, and it was absolutely no. It was just full of no. It was no times ten to the power of yuck. It was that bad. Um, so I did... Oh, hang on. No, I think I did catch him. But I should have just, you know... I should have just eliminated him. 
as I went through the different areas, like where Vanillite was, for example, uh, the weather stats changed. So it was obviously snowing, so you had icicle damage, which wasn't really, really good for a grass-type starter Pokemon like I've got. Um, so around this time, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to go to the next city, which was Motosoak City, or maybe just Motosoak. So, huge, expansive city, uh, massive sweeping cutscene. You may recognize it from the one from the trailer with all the big wheels. Uh, so, I started looking around there just as I walked in. Sonya was there again. She gave me a league card or the ability to make a league card, which is something I am super excited about. Being, uh, well, I guess I'm technically a millennial. I was born in that phrase. I'm old, I know, shush. Uh, I collected basketball cards as a kid. I still love collecting cards. It's just something really, really awesome about opening a, a fresh pack and looking through what you got. So I was really, really excited that you could make your own. Uh, so I made my own uh, doing a pose in the, uh, in the Pokemon Center that was there and <laughs> uh, I don't know, made some stupid pose with a stupid look on my stupid face and then decided to see what I could do. Uh, obviously you can trade them with other people. Um, you can share cards with your uh, code, your, your, your card code. You can import a code and get that card. So for anyone who wants my code of this stupid card that I made, I'll put it in the description of this as well. But if you've got your switch handy, it is 000. 0008CHD88W. So you can get my stupid card of stupid me doing stupid things. Um, on the back of the card, which I thought was awesome, it's got stats. So it has your, your curry decks, like how many curries you make. I, I'm really not. I, I don't like. Not a fan of that. My curry decks is going to be very, very low. Uh, it has how many Pokemon you've caught. And it also has a shiny count, so they're obviously leaning very heavily on this shiny aspect, which was very, very popular, or is very popular over in Pokemon Go. Uh, shiny hunting is one of the best aspects of the game, and something I do like doing when I've got some time to kill. Um, I don't know the stats of what the uh, rare um, ability, rare rarity, rarity of shiny Pokemon is in Sword and Shield. Uh, if it's like anything like previous iterations, it's going to be 1 in 5,000 chance of encountering a shiny without any shiny stone or um, chaining. Or I, I don't even know how you can chain in this game. I'm assuming it's like you, as normal, you, you go from similar type Pokemon to similar type Pokemon. Um, again, I'll have to do some research when a little bit more information comes out and give chaining a go. Uh, I also had a look at the Poke jobs on the Rotom PC, I forgot what it's called. Uh, and sent out a couple of Pokemon to go do some jobs. Uh, they were the ones I caught in the wild area. Uh, and you can choose how many go. I chose up to three and how long they're gone for. So I chose a whole day just to see what happens. I'm assuming they come back with higher levels. Um, I think all three of them were level 15. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they come back and what I get for it. I'm assuming money and I'm assuming they get uh, experience. Oh, that's one thing I didn't mention. While I was in the wild zone, I set up my camp just to try it out and played with my Pokemon for a bit. You can throw a ball, you can tickle them with a, a feather thing. It's a bit creepy, actually. Uh, but they get, the Pokemon that you play with while you're there actually gain experience. It's only a little bit, but still, it is experience. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's not uh, uh, just a friendship thing. Um, I'd like doing the friendship thing as well because it's a bit of a cheat because sometimes they, quotation marks, hang on when they're about to get one hit KO. So that does help a lot as well. Uh, as around this time, I got the wonder trade or the surprise trade as they were come through. 
Uh, I sent over a Rookity and I got a Rookity back. But I got a Rookity from Japan back and it was called something like Miko or something like that. Um, so I'm not that bummed about it because it will have boosted it EXP, which I might swap over for the Rookity I've got at the moment. And also I can use the Masuda method when I get up to the breeding in order to try and breed a shiny one. So that's another way you can get a shiny through breeding as well. So not, not bad, but I mean I did it just to see what I would get. Uh, another thing I found, I found really, really cool was there's a little record store. And there was a guy standing out the front of it, so I went and had a chat to him, and he gave me a vintage TM. And in his words, it also breaks after you've used it. Real old school. So now we have this, uh, <laughs> this idea of retro items in the Pokemon world, and TMs are a part of that, and I kind of dig that. As a retro collector myself, obviously I like the little call-out, but having uh, uh, a confirmed timeline, if you will, the fact that uh, they have something from 30 years ago, which is when Red and Blue, Red and Blue, Red and Blue were going around doing their thing with all their Charmanders and Squirtles. Uh, I just liked it. It was a nice, fun little callback, and I do like the fact that the TMs break. Um, it, it makes you think a lot more about which Pokemon's going to get which move. Uh, I'm not sure if all TMs break or just that one. Again, it's something I'll have to look into and experiment with. And then finally, there is a battle cafe there. You can battle once a day. I battled the owner, and he had a combi. Uh, took him down pretty easily, and he gave me some hot chocolate or something. Anyway, that's where I'm up to. Uh, I've got coming up the opening parade of the first gym, and then the first gym to go up against. I think it's a water type, so my Thackeray... Thawacky? Thawacky. Thawacky? Uh, is the wacky, I'm just going to keep saying that, is uh, grass type. So I should have a pretty easy time dealing with that one. Anyway, I'm very excited to uh, go up against my first gym and we'll cover that in the next episode, which should be coming in the next day or so, depending on how much time I have to play and record. In the meantime, you might want to head over to youtube.com backslash hack the dino and check out our videos there. Uh, you may also want to subscribe on SoundCloud or on iTunes or on uh, Spotify or any of the podcast apps. Uh, be sure to leave a review in iTunes if you can because that helps us grow a hell of a lot. Uh, until next time, look us up on Instagram and Facebook and Pokemon saying that you find amusing.